here's a message from Ken Lavica. Wheel of Topics. On your mark. Get set. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Today is truly going to be a historic day, not only for this show, not only for This radio station, but for the sports talk radio medium as a whole. I do not know, by the way, why I'm handling scissors. I'm literally (laughs) holding scissors and and forcefully thrusting them into the air. I don't know what the hell that was. Because we're about to cut up today, baby. (laughs) (laughs) We're in the cut. Um but it's something that's never been done, Mike and the Mad Dog. Pfft. Whatever. Never been done, Dan Patrick. Pfft. Whatever. Insert sports talk radio show in whatever market here. Uh, mm. Levitard. Ha! All right. Today, what we're doing on this radio show, because I couldn't think of just one singular topic to turn my attention to for two hours today. We are going to have a special edition of Ken Levick Alive where this show is run by the Wheel of Topics. The Wheel of Topics is our oracle. It will guide us for the next two hours. The Wheel of Topics will guide us and we're just going to riff on whatever the topic the Wheel of Topics tells us and we'll come up with an angle off of that. I could not could not put one topic on a pedestal today. So what we're going to do, we're going to flex our take muscles. We're going to flex our take muscles. We are going to find an angle. We are going to talk about whatever the wheel tells us. Theo, we're at the whim of the wheel today. It's like a uh, like a randomized PTI episode. That's like, right. You can see Except the topics, they're good maybe. at what they do, yeah. and we're terrible. <laughs> like, there's a big difference. Yeah. They get paid a lot of money to be good. We don't get paid so much money, and we're bad. Well, you know, that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? So that's why we're going to give them the will of topics today, and it's randomized. If they paid us more money, we'd give it to them in order. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we'd maybe have some production value, but we don't have any of that. <laughs> who's the one? Who's, who, who says will of topics, though? I'm always curious. I hear your voice a little bit in it. There's multiple people. Well, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and, uh, and, and hear for the first time from our wheel of topics. Wheel, wheel of topics. topics. Who knows? Who knows who that is? Not yet. We're not going to. This is just a practice. We're on the wheel of topics, though. We brought in our our team. That's the one thing we did do. We were able to get our engineers in here and make sure the wheel of topics, because we haven't used it in, what, like two and a half weeks, Stone? Exactly. Uh, So we just wanted to make sure it was all lubed up. Yeah. Uh, The the wheel, not me. Uh, We used some WD-40, got the rust off of it, and now we've got a properly working uh, wheel of topics. By the way, Ken Levicka live here on a Tuesday. On ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, off of the hot, the miserable intercoastal. Still in the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights Radio Life Partner runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. Theo Dorsey, 
WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. All right, Stone, let's give it a spin. For the first time today, a show completely guided by the Wheel of Topics. Wheel of Topics. Aaron Judge, cheating. Aaron Judge cheating is our opening topic today. Theo, how much of the Yankees-Blue Jays game did you catch last night? Oh, man. Let's see. Between the seventh inning and the ninth inning, I watched. About, I didn't watch any of it. Okay. I didn't okay. catch any of it. Um, uh, so, so last night, it's a 6 nothing game in favor of the Yankees in the eighth inning. Okay? And as we'll listen to on Sportsnet in Toronto, Dan Schulman who is ESPN, one of their their major playoff baseball TV play-by-play voices and has been for quite some time, and Buck Martinez, former ESPN personality, their color analyst up there in Ontario. They noticed that Aaron Judge in a 6-0 game, Yankees over the Blue Jays, a game in which Aaron Judge had already homered earlier in the game, Aaron Judge was out of his peripheral vision. Looking all the way, he's a right-handed hitter, looking all the way out the right side of his eye towards the Yankees' dugout. You could clearly see it on the camera. Mm. It was picked up clearly on the camera. And then you'll, you'll hear what, what happened while they're investigating what in the hell is Aaron Judge looking at. A long hold here by Jackson. And it's 2-2. Two and two. All right, Buck, so you and I looked at each other at the same moment right when we saw this three yeah. pitches ago. Watch what he's looking at. Yeah. What is that? Where's he looking? Where's he looking? And he did and it more than out? once. Yeah, yeah. it's really, really. He's looking all the way to his right, out of the side of his eye. But you and I both looked at each other. Wow, yeah. the pitcher's right. winding up. Did you up. see what I saw? And, wow. You don't want to go, you know, throwing allegations around without knowing, but nah. And you know what? Yeah, I, I have had guys look back when I was catching, and, and you obviously could see it. And he, he couldn't see the catcher with the way he was looking right there. Yeah, just did it again. And he pummeled it. He hit it a country mile oh. for his second home run of the night. Aaron Judge. Eight. 468 feet to left center in the eighth inning. The Yankees would go on to win 7-4. to four. So how about that timing? Aaron Judge, what is he looking at? What is I he looking at? It. And then he turns on one and absolutely blasts it. Now, what I have not mentioned is that just a few pitches beforehand, and Theo's now seeing the Aaron Judge again in his full batting stance. Pitcher winding up, and Aaron Judge is looking out of the side of his eye, uh, clearly towards either the first base coach or towards the dugout. Aaron Boone, the Yankees manager, had been tossed just a couple of pitches prior. So after the game, when Aaron Judge was asked, hey, dude, um... What were you looking at? What were you looking at uh, in the eighth inning? And you're at bat right before you homered. And this was Aaron Judge's response. Was there anything going on there as far as uh, what, where you were looking during that time? Or what? Um, right before you hit your second home run of the game. Was that the eighth inning? Oh. Yeah, it was kind of a lot of chirping from our... 
our dugout, which I really didn't like in the situation where it's a six nothing game and I know Booney got tossed. Like I was trying to save Booney by calling timeout. Like, hey, like, hold up here. Like, let me let me work here. So I was kind of trying to see who was who was chirping in the dugout. So it's six nothing. Like, let's Booney got tossed. Let's let's go to work now. So Aaron Judge said he was looking at the dugout because. If I may paraphrase, he didn't like that his teammates were yelling at the umpire in a 6 nothing game after Aaron Boone got ejected. Um, hey, I have every reason to trust Aaron Judge. He is an upstanding face of baseball. He is the captain. He is the face of the Yankees. But may I let my cynicism seep in a bit here? That Aaron Judge going the Captain Do-Gooder route in his explanation for what he was looking at makes it so obvious that the guy is not actually telling the truth. Let's hear that one more time. Again, Theo, this man, Aaron Judge, okay, as as, uh, good a face as he is for baseball. Is he Jeter-esque? Is he up there? He, yes, he as, as role modelish wow. as Aaron Judge is, this man, he might as well put on a cape and put on some eye covering and step out of a phone booth because he went Captain Do-Gooder. Oh, shucks, gee williker, I was just trying to make sure that my friends stopped yelling at the umpire. They were being very unfair. That is what Aaron Judge went with as his explanation as to what he was looking at in the eighth inning before he turned and crushed the ball 468 feet. Here again is Captain Do-Gooder himself, Aaron Judge. Was there anything going on there as far as uh, what, where you were looking during that time? For what? Um, right before you hit your second home run of the game. Yeah, I was kind of a lot of chirping from our our dugout, which I really didn't like in the situation where it's a 6 nothing game and I know Booney got tossed. Like, I was trying to save Booney by calling timeout. Like, hey, like, hold up here. Like, let me let me work here. So I was kind of trying to see who was, who was chirping in the dugout. So it's 6 nothing. Like, let's, Booney got tossed. Let's, let's go to work now. <laughs> I'm calling bull bleep on Aaron Judge. I mean, come on. Listen, I know that he's New York's favorite son now. But come on. There is nobody in baseball history after their manager's been ejected for arguing balls and strikes on your behalf that is going to sit there and fight for the honor of the umpire after that happens. Aaron, come on, dude. I don't like to be made as if I'm stupid. And you can make the argument I am. But Aaron Judge is just assuming we're all stupid. With a response like that. Come on, dude. What I appreciate most is um, not just getting caught in the act of cheating and then slamming a home run out, um, but then in the post-game locker room to be listening to Boogie Wonderland. Like, that is, is like... That what that is? That was amazing. Like, yeah. to be <laughs> Boogie Wonderland blasting in the background as you just got done getting away with cheating and blasting through homers. Like, that's that's pretty good stuff. I'm not a fan of Theo, who who's most definitely a journalist now. Yeah. 
just imperatively throwing around that he was cheating. Now, now that is true. It looked like he was cheating to me. Okay, so so here's we're not allowed to do that. We don't know what what the Blue Jays broadcast did. I thought was very very reckless. Well, they got me. I thought it was very reckless. That's why it's reckless. So there is no there is no indication that Aaron Judge was actually cheating because if you look at Yankees fans on Twitter, all you're going to see is stealing signs isn't illegal. Sign stealing is not illegal in baseball. If the Yankees were able to catch on to the signs that were being tipped by the pitchers or the catchers, there's nothing illegal about that. All right. And Yankees fans are right. And here's Buster Olney. Buster Olney tweeted, after last night's game, there's an assumption on the Jays' side that their pitcher's catcher were betraying the identity of the forthcoming pitches last night and that this was being conveyed to Aaron Judge. And this is why he was glancing to his right. So, fine. Stealing signs is not illegal. Stealing signs is not illegal. But here's my question. If that's not illegal, if what the Yankees are doing isn't actually illegal, why can't Captain Do-Gooder admit to doing something perfectly legal. That's why it's cheap. Why can't Aaron Judge, as the captain, as the face of the Yankees, why doesn't he have the guts or the stones to actually stand there in front of the media and say, oh, yeah, the pitchers and catchers, they were tipping the pitches, and so I was being fed information to assist me in my at bat. Yeah. Because if you want to go the integrity route, and boy do Yankees fans, and the Yankees, including Aaron Judge, who is so sick to his stomach, so sick to his stomach after the details of the Astros cheating yeah. scandal came to light. I was sick to my stomach. I was sick to my stomach. If, if, if integrity is so important to you, Aaron, if integrity is so important to you, Yankees, if mm. integrity is so important to you, Yankees fans, and you feel as if you haven't broken any rule, why don't you tell us? us about the integrity-filled approach that Aaron Judge was taking at the plate. Why do you have to lie? You know what that is? A lack of integrity, because mm. that is a lie. They're they're playing tonight. Like, they play the Blue Jays again. It's a little bit of the gamesmanship. You don't want to give it up. You don't want to tell the other team, hey, we're stealing your signs. Like, your, your pitcher's tipping, tipping off. Like, you, you play them tonight. Well, that ship has sailed. It's no. a part. That ship has now sailed, but to come out and say it, now, if you're this entire Toronto Blue Jays organization, hey, you have things to fix. But as of right now, things are up in the air, so you're still giving it away. This is this is awfully funny for a football player because college programs like pay people's salaries to steal signals. Like that is why you see the Gatorade towels held up, the blankets held up. That is why guys wear different colors and you have three guys giving signals to their quarterbacks and whatnot. This is very normal stuff. Okay, so why can't Aaron Judge talk about because that? they play tonight? That's nonsense. That's if he's being that's a part asked, of it. No, no, no. If he's being asked about it, then that whole thing is blown up. There is. No way that the Blue Jays, as soon as that question is asked, and don't think the Blue Jays don't know that the Blue Jays broadcast has picked up Aaron Judge looking out the right side of his eye. Something's changing tonight. Aaron Judge, the cloak of secrecy, the paranoia that infects so many football coaches, that, that does not apply in this situation. So for me, I feel like I need a better explanation than I was given last night. Because you know what would be totally plausible, Theo? Would be, yeah, um, the pitchers and the catcher for the Blue Jays, uh, we were we were able to steal their signs. Yeah. And these were being conveyed to Aaron Judge. And me as a baseball, baseball fan, I said to myself, hmm, well, the Blue Jays need to do a better job. That's right. But now that this happened, 
and Aaron Judge is lying about yeah. it. That was clearly a cover story. Liar. He went the Captain Duguid around. Yeah. Like they, the Yank. I'm sure here's what happened as well. Before Aaron Judge met with the media, Aaron Judge was gotten to by a media relations person. Aaron Judge was talked to by the Yankees, and Aaron Judge was told, "Hey, dude, uh, the Blue Jays broadcast captured this, and so here's how we're going to answer the question. Here's the approach we want to take." And the Yankees got together, a small group of people, I'm sure, and this was the explanation, the excuse they came up with, yeah. that Aaron Judge was just being too moral. Aaron Judge just had too much integrity, and he didn't want his teammates to yell at the umpire anymore. That is what the Yankees came up with as a cover for legally stealing signs. Yeah. Why? What is the point of that? They scared. There's no point in that. Here's the thing: it's uh, us Astros. We don't care about getting caught. We banging on trash cans with it. You know what I'm saying? We outside with well, stealing signs. Here's here's I know why I technology think, and I know it's illegal, but here's why I think the Yankees decided to come up with a lie for Aaron Judge. Because let's go all the way back to the year 2015, 2016, 2017, and. The warning that was put in place of September 2017, prior to that infamous postseason run and the ALCS and the World Series that were at the center of the Houston Astros cheating scandal. Who were the teams that were initially caught using instant replay equipment to steal signs, then convey it to hitters? Who were the two original teams that had Joe Torre issue the warnings of September 2000? Oh, oh, it was the Red Sox and the Yankees Mm. tattling on one another. Those were the initial cheaters. We've seen the commissioner's letter to the Yankees. We've seen that the Yankees used the instant replay equipment. The Yankees used tablets and used phones. But they were only, when a runner on second, conveying the signs to then send along to the hitter to give them an advantage at the plate. But they were using cameras. They were using electronic equipment. The only reason the Yankees the Yankees didn't go down as severely as the Astros is because the Astros gave it the little extra effort to incorporate yeah. garbage cans and to incorporate further technology in the outfield in order to give a pitch-by-pitch advantage and then have TVs outside the dugout. But the Yankees and the Red Sox were the initial cheaters for what Yankees fans now despise the Astros for. So you can't have Aaron Judge last night, even though what the Yankees fans claim is perfectly legal, you can't have Aaron Judge saying, yeah, we were just picking off their signs because they were being reckless with the signs, and so I was looking for the signs, and so that's what happened. You can't have Aaron Judge say that because not six years ago, you were cheating just like the Astros. Now I have a question for you, Ken. How often does a player admit to exactly what's going on in the sport of baseball in regards to something like this happening? How often? Because um, I, I have a part two to this, but how often do you see somebody ooh, admit to their own this fault? Is a setup question. Well, what fault? What fault is there? Nobody's at fault. I, I guess there's really no fault to come off the top of my head. But, but if stuff legal act, but if stuff like this, but if something borderline illegal or just suspect, uh, well, I would say that the the issue of tipping pitches, uh, it's not like 
this is a foreign concept and something right. that hasn't been. Like, there are many teams that will be tipping pitches where pitchers will say, yeah, you know what? Uh, I think I was tipping pitches, whether in my windup or the catcher was getting signs stolen. There's a reason that Major League Baseball teams change signs once every two, three innings. Right. Like, that's a common uh, thing. But, I mean, a, a, a pitcher admitting to or a catcher admitting to or a batter to admitting somebody's tipping everybody off. Because I, would I, think it's, it's, I would say it's more normal for the pitchers and the catchers to admit, yeah, um, we were getting a little bit sloppy and we got our signs picked off or I was tipping pitches than the hitter admit but I've heard it. I'm not saying it's common, that, but that, I've heard it. And that's what I mean, because I think it's standard procedure to not just come forth with it if you're Aaron Judge in that spot. Like, it's standard procedure to do what he did and come up with a scapegoat. Because if I'm playing football and I'm at quarterback and I'm taking snaps and Theo Dorsey's playing corner and I know that his hamstring's partially torn and I end up going yard on him deep to, to win the game and I get in the locker room, they're like, what'd you see? Could you tell that he was hurt? No. The, most okay. of the quarterbacks aren't going to say no. But, I could tell his hamstring was hurt. It's, hey, I like the leverage. We got the coverage we want. You just give your, your company line out there. But then here's my issue. That line that was fed to Aaron Judge sucks. That's a line that yeah, is only used because they have no other explanation for it, Theo. Like, for me, if I was sitting with my wife, okay, Say we're in Delray. We're on the Yav, Uh-oh, all right? And we're sitting outside. We're at a cafe, okay? <laughs> and we're just having an espresso. Mm, happy Saturday morning. Love you, baby. Oh, love you, poppy. Uh, you know, the typical conversation mm-hmm. we have, yeah. Um, That's so, a healthy relationship. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, it, it, it's great. It's yeah. strong. And, and uh, a gorgeous 20-something walked by in yoga pants, right? What were you doing there with your hands? Yoga pants. Uh-huh. Yoga pants. <laughs> He did kind of cup the I'm yoga cupping. pants. You know what I'm talking about. If a, if a gorgeous 20-something yoga pants, what I'm doing with my hands, there's some thickness. Yeah, uh-huh, there's uh-huh. something going on in the In the, the backside. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a thick backside. All right? She walks on. by. She, that's why she's wearing yoga pants. Okay? <laughs> and she walks by, and I'm just like uh, total head crank. Yeah. And I'm just watching, watching, watching this woman go by. And my wife goes, what in the hell are you doing? What Aaron Judge did last night, my response equivalent to my wife in this hypothetical is, oh, I was just trying to get the brand of those yoga pants because I think they look so good on you. Mm. That's such bull bleep. Yeah. But it's, that's such an unbelievably laughable lie, and that's what happened with Aaron Judge last so night. So you're admitting that it's like bro code, in a sense. Like Aaron Judge is not to give up that they were tipping the pitches. No. It's bro code. You Aaron, just throw no, the no, company no, no, no. out. You Aaron say, hey, Judge, babe. Aaron Judge is doing it to protect his team that previously cheated as much as they're sick to their stomach, oh. and we got jobbed by the Astros, yeah. and we should have been in the World Series. They're yeah. the original team who cheated, and then fast forward six years, and they're stealing signs, and it, though it's perfectly legal, according According to Yankees Twitter, they don't want to own up to it because of public perception. So what do they do? They hang the Captain Do-Gooder cape on Aaron Judge. Yeah. Come on. It's really easy to see what happened last night. Damn right. And them Yankees, they want to be the OGs of cheating, but they can't even do it right. And also, the way he was – it was so – like his eyes were cut – as far right as his pupils could go. Oh, yeah. I don't it even was, know how he saw anything <laughs> off of that. It was incredible. I, In fact, these athletes are so impressive that even their, their eyes are It amazing. almost looked like an emoji. Yes, it His did. eyes looked like the emoji. I mean, it was an 84-mile-per-hour meatball, first of all, that got thrown right not, down the alley. I'm not saying that that it helped him to crank that ball 486 feet. That was a horrific pitch. Okay? It was. But 84 miles just an hour. On its principle, yeah, it was a, a hanging breaking ball at 84 miles an hour. Okay. Of course he's going to hit it that far. Yeah. That said, it doesn't take away the act of what we all probably, if we have a little common sense in that brain, knew what the Yankees were doing and what he's looking at. He's not side-eyeing his teammates for being too mean to the umpire. Yeah. 
Stop it. I think that's the entire point of all this. Like, we know what they were doing, and we know why he said what he said. How can you get angry because of that? It's like, sport up code. to it. Just say they were tipping their pitches, and I was being fed those pitches. We're yeah. the Yankees, and we have a bench coach that's better than theirs. If you have a brain, assume it. They play the Blue Jays tonight. You don't want to just come out there and say it and throw it into the air. You want to beat them again tonight. I don't think the Yankees cheated. I don't think the Yankees cheated. Mm. What I'm put off by is that they lied. Yeah. It's clear they lied. Liar. Aaron Judge is not looking at the dugout trying to see who's yelling at the umpire so that he can scold said person later on. Don't you dare do that. We're the Yankees. We have integrity. Stop it. I feel as if I deserve, and we deserve collectively, you, Theo Dorsey, yeah. even you, Stonebatter, who it. disagrees with me, you, want you it. Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, we all deserve a better explanation from the Yankees as to what happened last night in the eighth inning. Do we deserve a better explanation from the Yankees? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Do we deserve a better explanation about what was going on with Aaron Judge and his peripheral vision last night in the eighth inning? 888-760-3776. 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. Let's kick off on the phones with Ken in West Palm. What's up, Ken? Hey guys, thank you for taking my call. And so you said you know the Yankees aren't cheating. You're mad about the lie, or that they did lie about it. Yes, I don't think Aaron Judge was prepped for this question. I think he's just a great person <laughs> who morally had a problem with lying. So you're not going to get the LeBron James answer Uh or his rehearsed beforehand. So I think he just got caught off guard, and that's the first thing he could think of. Ken, that is one of the most singularly preposterous things that I've I've ever heard. And I'm not disputing that Aaron Judge is an exemplary human being and a role model for all those in the Bronx and Yankees fandom throughout the world. But Aaron Judge... Portraying, if, if he's going to sit there and that is actually what happened in the 2% possibility, that's actually what happened. He wanted to uh, find out who is yelling at the umpire. I'm sorry. That is one of the, uh, I, I suppose he should be Pope. I suppose he should be Pope. Monitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing, too. If I was one of Aaron Judge's yeah. teammates and this was a thing that actually crossed his mind, I'd be like, what a dork. Right. What a nerd. Tattletale. Man, come on. Well, I mean, I'm saying that was a lie, but he's not used to lying, so that was a bad lie. So it came off. Okay, so it was a bad lie because that was his best effort at a lie because he's yeah. a, a very yeah. uh, integrity-filled person. Got it. Got it. Now, that I can buy a little bit more, and thank you, Ken. But I just – I, I don't like – and Stone, you've heard me say this a ton. Theo, you've heard me say this a ton. I don't like someone treating me like I'm stupid. Yeah. Again, I could be. I probably am. I say a lot of dumb things. I do a lot of dumb stuff. But I don't like being handled as if I'm stupid. And that explanation, I think, appeases the simpleton, and that's it. And the Yankees are just looking to appease the lowest common denominator that actually doesn't want to think about why that doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, I mean, that makes sense, though, because, I mean, that's, what they, that's kind of what they teach you to do. If, if you can get the masses to go with you, I mean, the, the, the guys that think a little deeper like yourself and myself, 
you know, we get it. Stone yeah. and whoever that Ken guy was who are getting fooled yeah. by Aaron Judge. But I mean, here's the thing. I think Stone's problem is he does it. He likes Aaron Judge, and he doesn't want to see Aaron Judge go through the ringer. And he's sort of a front runner as it is, as a Gen Z That's fan. True, yeah. He just likes the the big athlete behemoths. Aaron yeah. Judge qualifies as that, and so he doesn't like when Aaron Judge gets attacked. Also, I think Aaron Judge may have won him a lot of money last oh, year. Oh, okay. This, American League home run champion. You're, I mean, you're damn right he did. That's a good call mm-hmm. on the on the part three. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. this has nothing to do with Aaron Judge. This has nothing to do with the Yankees. This has nothing to do with my fandom. I'm more so questioning you, and has this ever gone any other way? Has, I think I can rattle off seven out of 3,000 professional athletes who, who, who answer interviews and post-game pressers open and honestly. Like, how many guys do you actually get an answer from from Josh Hart when he got under Jimmy, right? You just, but, he knows what he did, but he's not going to be like, yeah, man, what's happening you know, I had here? to slide under and get in the shooting zone. Like, nobody ever answers these things honestly. Andy so, Pettit. Yeah. R- right. Right. Andy Pettit. Eventually. It. Eventually. Yeah. Well, well yeah. yeah. I mean, that's um, that he was lying before. But here's what's <laughs> happening. Here's what happened, though. Stone is advocating lying. He is. Yeah, of course I am. Yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's a procedure to this. You lying. can't just. Yes. You're supposed to lie in spots mm. like this. Why would you come out open and honest? Lying is yeah. good in scenarios like come this. Come up with a better excuse. I didn't steal the crab legs. Like, the guy said I could get a discount in Jameis Winston's That's case. a better excuse than what Aaron Judge gave last night. It's the same because you have to no, follow if, standard procedure. If Jameis, Winston, if Jameis Winston tried to go the Aaron Judge route with his excuse with the crab legs, he would have said... Oh, I was going to Publix and I walked by a poor homeless man who needed to feed his family. And so I went in and I took the crab legs and I didn't have my wallet, but I just wanted to feed somebody who is less advantaged than I am. Yeah. That would have been an Aaron Judge-esque lie if the Jameis Winston crab leg scenario took place in the same manner in which Aaron Judge and I Gate took place. Yeah, we have tough one to pull off though, because if you have a homeless person crab legs, that's like a that's a tough food to just be trying to eat. <laughs> it's a little disrespectful. You, you would really yeah. have to prepare them before you gave them to the homeless person. <laughs> that's a great would, point. You would be pissed. You'd be like, I don't know, I, I you can't do anything with this. Like all all that work for that little bit of meat. Yeah. Well, it's like when Stone told the story about he had the big bucket of cheese balls or cheese puffs in his car, Uh-oh. and uh, he let someone who was um, who was was asking for money in an intersection just reach in the back and pull out the cheese puffs. That has immediate benefit. Easy to access, yeah. easy to eat. The crab legs, not so much. No. I hear you. No. I hear you. It's a tough spot. Not tough so spot. Much. But Have you ever had I somebody support... reject your food? That feels bad. Wow, never in my life. That happened Wait, to me you twice. Say? Reject your food. Like somebody was asking for money. Recently this happened uh, yeah, to me. Yeah, 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 no, I get it. And I tried to give him food and he rejected it. And I kind yeah. of, I'm like, damn, my food, not good well, enough. Well, in that spot, he you tried, right? Food. You tried. Yeah, he didn't want the food, but I was hurt. See, I don't carry cash on me. Neither do so I. So that's where the problem arises with me. So I offered a, I'll offer to, hey, do you want me to buy you something? But that's clearly not what you're yeah. looking for. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's not. Right. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. All right. Good. <laughs> what a tangent. Um, Tuesday. Tangent did, Tuesday. Did the Yankees and Aaron Judge owe us a better explanation than what we were given last night after Aaron Judge was caught side eye in Toronto? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. And by the way, we're learning a lot about Stone. A lot about Stone, Theo, because if Stone's advocated for for Aaron Judge to lie, the Yankees to lie, is he being truthful with us? I don't know. At all times. I actually, 
I don't know how I feel about this. I lied a lot as a student athlete. Like, I think it's just part of the process. Really? It's what habitual, is, though. Lying is habitual. So I lied about my height. I lied about my weight. Oh, uh, what, what did you, How did you lie about your height again? Uh, quite often, I would put lifts in my shoes. When, I, when college coaches would come through South Fork High School? Yeah, when spring football <laughs> rolls around and all those head coaches roll in, I'm, I'm looking six foot two. Every coach would say, hey, man, you're a lot taller than I thought you were going to be. I appreciate that. I, I, I hear it quite often. <laughs> not, so not what was, I appreciate that. Right. Right, yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks, Thanks for, for the compliment thank on my you. height. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of times I would As go if to- that wouldn't tip him off. <laughs> there might be an issue there. <laughs> Why, thank you, coach. Thanks. You don't even know how to fake me and talk. Nobody's six two. Right. is like, yeah, thank you. Thank you for noticing my height. I appreciate that. <laughs> and oftentimes I would put them in my socks. When they make you take off your shoes at the camps, you put them in your socks and you, you get verified at six foot. I did it quite often. Stone is a dirty liar. A dirty, dirty liar. Just like Aaron Judge. Do we deserve <laughs> Do we deserve a better explanation from the Yankees and Aaron Judge after Aaron Judge said last night, yeah, I was caught peering towards the dugout during my eighth inning at bat because I wanted to see who was yelling at the umpire because I didn't think it was right. <laughs> 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. This is not a lie. Baptist South Orthopedic Care has you taken care of if you're experiencing foot and ankle pain. You need to see an expert in the field there at Baptist South Orthopedic Care. They have a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacements, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County. Through the Florida Keys, learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Theo, you look very tall today. Thank you. Why, thank you, kind sir. <laughs> it's Theo Darcy, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVick Alive on ESPN 106.3. A special edition of Ken LaVick Alive because the entire show is being dictated by our wheel of topics. Because again, just so much to discuss, a cornucopia of angles to take. Can't just pick one. I'm not equipped for that type of pressure. So we put the pressure on the wheel of topics. We'll get back to the wheel of topics in a second. The wheel of topics gave us a gift. I mean, just an absolute meatball, right? Stone like Aaron Judge in the eighth inning last night, a meatball. That's right. Giving us our opening topic of Aaron Judge, cheater. Again, Aaron Judge, I don't think cheated. I don't think the Yankees cheated. I do. Aaron Judge was caught looking way to his right, probably into the Yankees dugout last night in the eighth inning before hammering a ball. 486 feet, and then he lied about it. I'm sorry. He lied about it. He wasn't looking at the dugout, as he claimed, because he didn't think it was right that his teammates were yelling at the umpire after the ejection of Aaron Boone just a few pitches before in a 6-0 game. Captain Newgooder, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Judge, Captain Newgooder, Aaron Judge, not going to stand for that. Come on, dude. Stop, stop lying. And, and, and here's here's Aaron uh, Aaron Boone. There's a lot of Aaron's right now. Aaron Boone, an hour ago, meeting with the media. I'm not going to talk about it. It's boring. No, sir, it's not boring. 
your star, the American League home run champion, lied last night. And you don't want to own up to the fact that you legally, probably legally, stole signs. And you're getting a competitive advantage. Well, why is that? Because six years ago, you were cheating. The the same pearls you clutch about the Astros, you were doing very similar things that led to the warning not to do these things anymore that the Astros then blew right past. Damn right. And won a World Series. Uh, Mike tweets in, Aaron Judge lied due to unwritten rules. If he admits to stealing signs, legal or not, he'll get plunked or someone else will. He's protecting his team from retaliation. Talk to him, Mike. That's fair. That's fair. You didn't say anything that I said was fair. So he broke unwritten rules. The unwritten rules are to do what Aaron Judge did. Yeah. So he broke the rules. You know what he says? You know what he says in the clubhouse last night? Uh, There was just something that caught my attention briefly. Leave it at that. That's fine. I could have gotten behind that. That's not a lie. Not a, oh, gee willikers, guys. I just wanted the best sportsmanship possible in this baseball (laughs) game. I think what he said was translation. There were things that we were able to pick up on. Winky wink. I no, think what he said was that. No, he, he did it. No, he did not. Play it again. Play it again. That is not what he said. <laughs> he said he was trying to be. He's basically, he was basically, in as many words, Theo, saying, oh, I was just trying to make sure we were doing the right thing. Mm. Here's Aaron Judge. Was there anything going on there as far as uh, what, where you were looking during that time? For what? Um, right before you hit your second home run of the game. Yeah, it was kind of a lot of chirping from our our dugout, which I really didn't like in the situation where it's a six nothing game and I know Booney got tossed. Like I was trying to save Booney by calling timeout. Like, hey, hey, hold up here. Like, let me let me work here. Nonsense. Just absolute nonsense. You know what? Also, too, why this took on a little bit of life is because of what happened on Carton and Roberts on WFAN last week just out of nowhere accusing the Rays of cheating just because the Ra- the Rays are good they're off to a huge start they're first place in the AL East and part of the Yankees fan coping mechanism is to ah, cheater something's not right something's off can we hear that real quick Stone can we hear can we hear from WFAN uh the the insinuation that something's not right with the Rays because they're too good Tampa's playing stupid ball right Yeah, now. there's something suspicious about that, by the way. Yeah, they're probably ah, suspicious. By the way, I, I didn't say it, yeah. but all I know is I'm a baseball fan. I know baseball. I like baseball. I was very skeptical with what I saw this weekend. Yes, me too. I have no evidence but other than... Journeyman uh, outperforming the baseball cards. All of them. Christian Bethencourt? Hello? Taylor Rolls? Yeah. What? Because you know what we do, most of us do? We don't know who they are, so we say, oh, the Rays are brilliant. Here's the problem. I know who they are. They're not good. Yeah. The Rays are 19 and 3 at home. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Is everybody going to wake up? Are you going to wake up when the article's written in The Athletic, or are you going to wake up now? Sometimes you don't need evidence. Sometimes you got to say, what I'm watching doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I'll do it. I'm not a Yankee fan. Okay, I have no hand. reason to say I'll raise my hand. Yeah. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm seeing in Tampa makes no sense. No That's sense all. at all. That's all. Sorry. You can't be sad early season Yankees fan. And uh, have two of your most high-profile fans up on New York radio start to throw around cheating allegations, because that's what that was, and then not expect a massive blowback when the American League home run champion 
is looking somewhere not the pitcher in an at-bat. You know what that reeks of? It really reminds me of, um, and I hate to bring this name up because I know it's hot button probably, but like very Tucker Carlson-esque. It's like instead of going straight out and accusing something, you just ask a bunch of speculatory questions about it. It's insinuating. It's planting the seeds. And you free thinkers, (laughs) you can connect the dots. And the fact that he he said, um, you don't, sometimes you don't really need evidence. Sometimes you just get right. to just throw Sometimes BS you just out there. No, but I think this yeah. is what Ken's asking they're for. Right? Our, they're grooming our kids. Yeah. You don't need the evidence. Sometimes you just know. I, I love the audacity. But this is odd to me because Ken just talked about not patronizing your audience, your fans. That, yeah. and, and in that case, what Tucker does in those spots and what Carton and Roberts did in that spot was that like reckless speculation. You, you threw right, it out totally. there, and for the smart people, you pick up on what I'm talking about, so you can take it as you want. But they don't for, even have the no, answer. What do you mean for the smart people? Yeah, he's not. He's that's just, not for the smart people. That's, that's for, for the, the dumb idiots. people to think they're smart. That's for the idiots to be like, oh, yeah. That's for the idiots who are like, wait, I see the light. You're right. Oh my, that's how conspiracy theories are born because <laughs> dumb people, yeah. dumb people, take a piece of information <laughs> and they so distort it to make themselves seem like they have caught on to something that nobody else could. Possibly wrap their mind around that is how dangerous conspiracy theories get legs. It, Where it, are you guys at with the moon landing? Hey, uh, <laughs> hey Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, chill out, dude. All right, all right, yeah, chill all right, out, all right. dude. All right. The, no, I'm not going to say know, I, know, I knew exactly where Theo was about to go, and he stopped himself. And that, my I'm friend, done. was the wise, wise decision. I'm out of here. Jet fuel can't melt steel beams. All right. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, Stone, if you could, hold on. Let's let that separate. There we go. Tell us a little bit about those Miami Marlins. Theo, can you give me the sound of a bat cracking a ball? Was that the bat? Oh, God. One more. Give him another try. That's close. Can we get, like, your mouth, though? Yeah. Whoa. That's. Come on, man. Like like a home run. All right. Knock it out of the park this season with the Miami Marlins. Not like Theo Dorsey just, uh, wow. Okay, Lone Depot Park offers you the ultimate experience with plenty of ticket options. You can get single game tickets or invest in Marlins membership. That gets you even more lock in things like priority seating, save all the money on food and merch, access to exclusive member events as well. Come out to support your favorite team this season as they celebrate 30 years of Marlins baseball. There will be promotions, giveaways, all of this stuff all season long, not to mention the players like Jazz, Chisholm, my favorite, and that pitcher, Sandy Alcantara, as well as a few others. Get your tickets today and join us at Lone Depot Park. Visit MLB.com slash Marlins slash tickets. One more time, Theo. Wham! I do like the bop. It was like, uh, hey, John Morant me. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> wow. Wait, so, all right, somebody else give me a bat sound. There. That's not good. Oh, that's pretty good. That's the crowd. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not that's bad. That's not even good. That's Mine was good. better. It's better than bap, bap. <laughs> bap, bap, bap. Um, by the way, I want to make sure before we get angry emails, uh, I'm speaking on behalf of Stone, Theo, and myself. None of us believe that 9-11 was an inside job. Okay? Uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. That's questionable. Yeah. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. We go back to the Wheel of Topics when we come back. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. All right, Stone, what do you say? You feel like we should get to some wheel of topics here? All right, so again, history. History being made today on Ken LaVica Live. We couldn't just pick one main topic. We just have a lot of topics. And off the top of our heads, we are going to find an angle to all the biggest sports stories of the day here on Ken Levick Alive. We are at the control of our sports talk master, the Wheel of Topics. Stone, let's give it a spin. Wheel of Topics. All right, the wheel is, uh, is behind the desk. You're going to have to tell me, Stone, what the, uh, what the wheel says here. Docs. Done. Doc Rivers fired by the Philadelphia 76ers. Dismissed after the Game 7 second round exit at the hands of the Boston Celtics. Doc Rivers, a man brought in to complete the job of the process. And Doc Rivers' time in Philadelphia has come to an end. I will say this. I am not overly surprised because how many instances and we talked about it yesterday he is O of his last 11 in potential closeout games in a second round of the postseason O of his last 11 he has lost nine game sevens in his coaching career I don't know how much more you need to see of the guy to know that when it comes to a team that's ready a team that has the pieces to win a championship or thinks it has the pieces to win a championship, Doc Rivers is not the guy to lead them into a position to go win said championship. I actually think this is a pretty sound move on the 76ers part because the resume dictates that it was time to move on. They, uh, The burden that the Sixers franchise cur- carried this year was uh, a burden too great to break any kind of curse. They were trying to like do too much with the characters they had. Like, the Sixers themselves haven't been to the finals since, what, the days of AI, right? Right. Since, uh, what was that, uh, 2001 against the Lakers? So it's like you're trying to reclaim a a franchise that has a great legacy, and that wasn't going to be happening overnight. Then you have Doc Rivers, who has a history. He's literally the worst coach in closeout games. He's literally the coach that has fumbled the most bags when it comes to series leads. So you're trying to break that curse. Then you got James Harden, right? You're trying to get the guy that we know has at every stage in his career, when it's came down to, to nut crunching time, he's fallen off. He's, <laughs> his nut crunching time comes in a different venue. Well, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. That's, that's after out. That's uh, when the game's over <laughs> uh-huh. with. He's quick uh-huh. to vacation. So uh-huh. it's just like there was too many variables. And then you have Joel Embiid, who has failed to get out of the second round. He he also was trying to get that monkey off his back. And he's quick trigger to throw anybody else under the bus. Oh, yeah. yeah except yeah. for him. Him, um, and, him and Doc Rivers share that, like a lack of yeah. wanting to take accountability. So yeah. it was just too many things, too many forces against the Sixers. So, yeah, Doc Rivers, you got to go. I thought when Doc Rivers said after the Game 7 loss, I thought we had the pieces this year. I thought we had the pieces this year. No, not a, I thought that I could yeah. uh, really – make sure that we maximize these pieces. Instead, he said, I thought we had the pieces. And then James Harden, when asked how his relationship with Doc Rivers is, he goes, it's okay. It's okay. If you have any designs of bringing back James Harden, seemed pretty obvious Doc Rivers could not come back. So he's done after three seasons. But why would you want to bring back James Harden? I, I I, I think Joel Embiid wants James Harden back, and I think that's why you bring James Harden back. They're trying to kowtow to the MVP 
as deserving or undeserving as it was for him to win the MVP this year. I mean, Stone, if Joel Embiid tells the front office, I want James Harden, isn't the front office going to make an effort to, for James Harden? We can hear Damian Lillard all we want. We're on like offseason number five of uh, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard, he's never left Portland, so why can you expect that? It's definitely not going to stop that conversation circulating around Dame. But yeah, that is where the conversation goes. I think you did have to make a choice. Is it Doc? Is it James Harden? I know it's hey. face value pretty funny to hear out loud, but is it Doc? Or is it James? No. Like, which one is it going to be? I think you do ask a guy like Joel that. I'm more so wondering. If you're wondering, the Sixers, by the way, what a miserable choice. What a miserable oh my choice. God. I'm more so wondering if this is a trend. Is this a fad of firing these coaches? So, like, let me ask you. Like, what are we doing? Let me here? ask you this. So, so uh, this is the angle. This is the angle. You have mastered the wheel of topics, young man. Between Doc Rivers firing, Mike Budenholzer's firing, Monty Williams firing, which one is the most unfair? Which firing is the most unfair? Budenholzer, Monty Williams, Doc Rivers. Doc got three years with the 76ers. Um, and he had a team that was still trying to piece itself together when he took it over. He helped develop Joel Embiid, final steps towards a sought-after MVP. You've got Monty Williams, who two years ago was in the NBA Finals and had a big injury to Chris Paul, couldn't overcome the Nuggets. And then you have Mike Budenholzer, who two years ago won an NBA championship over the Suns, had an injured for two and a half games, Giannis and Tenenkumpo, and had a Giannis who then didn't want to go to the free throw line, was terrified to go to the free throw line in a closeout game five, all while his brother died in that first round series this year. Mike Budenholzer get fired by the Bucks. Who's the most unfair firing? I think it's Budenholzer. I think it's the guy who won the championship. I, I think you're crazy. I think it's Monty. I mean, for Mike Budenholzer, he has a clear ceiling as a head coach. And when like a championship. Yeah, what is that? A championship? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, terrible ceiling. That was that was. I mean, obviously more of an anomaly on his behalf. It wasn't like that championship was Budenholzer driven. That was Giannis Antetokounmpo being a freak of nature and carrying that team to that championship. I mean, Giannis something and Embiid couldn't do. And Giannis yeah, spent Giannis a portion of those playoffs hurt. Yeah. I mean, can't you give Mike Budenholzer credit for that? No. I mean, who in their right mind is giving Mike Budenholzer credit for that championship? People were ready to fire Mike Budenholzer at the start of those playoffs. He was going to get fired if they didn't win against the Nets in that playoffs. And everybody keeps talking about the KD foot on the line thing. Like, Mike Budenholzer limped his way into a championship on the back of Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm not surprised at all that he's gone, especially after getting bounced in five games to this Miami Heat team that was an eight seed that that limped its own way into the playoffs this year. Yeah, so, Mike Budenholzer, see you later. So you think Monty Williams is the most unfair, who has yeah. a Hall of Fame point guard, who wasn't uh, playing. A, a Devin Booker that has merged into a top 10 scorer yeah. in this league and... Uh, I mean, the closest Easily. thing you're going to have to an Embiid-like big man with that team, and no. DeAndre, even though DeAndre Ayton does not want to be there anymore. DeAndre just clearly doesn't want to be there anymore. Monty Williams and DeAndre Ayton have clear problems and issues that stem so back to So isn't that a point against ago. Monty Williams? It, no, it's a point How against a big man to, who refuses to play that. his role. I mean, I remember Eric Spolstra and Jimmy Butler having an all-out verbal altercation on the floor last year, and they've recovered from that. How is the great unfairly treated Monty Williams. How has he not been able to overcome this rift he has with DeAndre Ayton? Well, look at the respect that Monty Williams has from everyone else in that locker room, as well as the respect and the honor he gets from everybody else in the league. Like, is DeAndre Ayton the problem or is Monty Williams the problem? 
The thing is, the reason you just pointed it out, Stone, it's a trend of firing coaches. That's the path of least resistance. Plus, the Suns have a new owner who is like Mark Cuban-esque, and he just wants his fingerprints on everything. So the, the writing was on the wall for Monty Williams as soon as the Suns were purchased. I'm not mad that he got fired. I get it. You want to put your own guys in there. He got bounced in the second round to a superior team. But that Suns roster was depleted. Chris Paul was injured. Who, name their third best guy after KD and, and Devin Booker because it wasn't DeAndre Ayton. What, Landry Shamit? Like, who's even on that <laughs> I mean, roster right campaign. now? I'm going campaign D. sucks. I'm going D all the above here. I think this is unfair. I think this is uh, falling victim. This is prisoner of the moment. This is the trend. This is a fad. I mean, you can make a case to keep all three of these coaches. I think no, Doc, River, Doc Rivers is the uh, – you can make a case. You're exactly right. I think Doc Rivers is the most uh, – is the least shocking of these firings. Yeah. Because, again – uh, what you see is what you get with Doc, and that's someone who's going to get it done in the regular season. I think Doc would be good with a bunch of young guys and bring them to a, a point where they are playoff ready. Well, Mike Brown esque, yeah, yeah, sort of, but then yeah, yeah, very that's, similar. That's but Doc pretty, Rivers, pretty Doc well. Rivers, last oh I don't know, fifteen years suggests that with a team that's stocked and ready to chase a title, he's not the guy to be the coach of that team, and especially in critical must-win games. Yeah, it's weird, too, because he did such a good job with that 08 Celtics team. I feel like that was a good run, but, I mean, so much of that but is It feels like have... that's an anomaly now, right? Well, that, it has to be, but That also, was the first true big three. You had Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce, and Rajon Rondo, and Kendrick... Oh, well, I guess they technically had Kendrick Yeah, Perkins. he was on the roster. He was on the roster. But yeah. just, just, you had those three guys, like... Carry on! <laughs> <laughs> KG. Uh-huh. It's carry the hell. Carry the hell. Carry the hell. Yeah, yeah, no. My you, apologies uh, to Kendrick Perkins Port, family. Port Arthur's finest. Yeah. Uh it's just oh Beaumont, I'm sorry. It's just that for 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 Doc Rivers to get fired, that's a that's a no-brainer to me, right? Like that's an easy call. He has a clear ceiling with with all of these championship contenders he's had since then. He's not been able to get over that hump. Budenholzer, same thing. He's refused to make the correct adjustments in these playoff uh series. All the bright minds in the NBA and the analysts have been calling for his job for the past three years. Makes sense. Go get Giannis a coach that can be more of a tactician. But Monty Williams, the cupboard was bare. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know there's KD and Devin Booker, but it takes more yeah, than that. I to totally beat. forgot KD. <laughs> totally forgot freaking the dude KD. Is old. He was playing 45 minutes a night. I think we feel bad for Monty Williams because he's a really, 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 really nice guy. He is a good guy. Who yeah. was treated most unfairly by their firing? Doc Rivers, Mike Budenholzer, Monty Williams. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He's Theodore CWPTV News Channel 5 to be FLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 1063.